Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Philosophy Fitness Podcast, episode number 81. My name is Haley. I'm going to be your host today and every single day that you are tuning in, my friends, and I'm so excited because it has been forever since I've had a guest on this podcast. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I've only had one guest on this year, which is crazy, but it's been a crazy year for me and a lot of changes have been happening, so I'm really excited to hopefully get back into having guests on more regularly. And today's episode is so exciting. I am joined by my beautiful friend, Kat Hassett, aka Mana the Mystical Maverick, I believe is what she goes by. And Kat is such a lovely soul. She is into light language, ecstatic dance, sound healing. She's had some experiences with psychic mediumship growing up. We cover, when I tell you to try to even find a title for this episode, we cover so many different topics, uh, mainly light language. If you guys are interested or if you're not even familiar with what light language is, you'll le- learn all about it in today's episode. Starseeds, starseed origins. She absolutely blew my mind with so much knowledge and she has so much knowledge in all of this stuff. And we had a fabulous conversation and really everything. We covered so many different things and I'm so excited for you guys to hear today's episode. But before we dive into it, I want to give a quick thank you to today's sponsor, which is Keen. Today's episode is sponsored by Keen. And if you're not familiar, Keen is the world's largest network of talented psychics who provide psychic readings to help you answer your most pressing questions about love, relationships, career, and more. So I use Keen whenever I have a question about my career or my love life, or I just need a little bit of guidance. And I actually just met with an advisor recently and she gave me some really great advice regarding my love life. And she really made me feel reassured about the direction that I'm heading in. And she didn't even know anything about what I'm going through currently, but she was spot on with everything that I've been feeling and everything that I've been dealing with. And I left that call feeling so reassured and like I really knew which direction I wanted to move forward with things. So if you want to get a reading on Keen like I did, it's super easy to start. All you have to do is create an account and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. And the thing I love about Keen the most is that you can really pick and choose which readers are gonna resonate with you the most based on what exactly it is you're looking for and what skills you're looking for as well. And each of these readers have unique specialties designed to help you in your particular situation. So you can choose whichever reader suits you best and then you'll be able to connect with them either via a phone call or a text chat. And as a new customer on Keen, I'm excited to offer to you guys that you can try your first 10 minutes for just $1.99. That's up to $99 in savings, which is an amazing deal. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, you can head over to trykeen, that's K-E-E-N.com slash Haley Noel to get some big savings on your first reading. All right. Well, welcome, my friends. Welcome back to the Philosophy Fitness Podcast. I am here with Kat. This has been months in the making, you guys. We've been trying to do this for the longest time and things just weren't aligning. So I'm so happy to finally be able to do this. Divine timing for sure. Yeah. So there's so much that I want to pick your brain about today in terms of star seeds. And I know you do a lot of stuff with sound healing. I mean, there's so much that we can dive into. But something that I like to kind of start with, because I know everybody who's on a spiritual path has a different story and a different journey. So I'm kind of curious for you, were you someone who was always interested in that? Were you always someone who was sensitive? How did you kind of find yourself going down this path? Yeah. um, So when I was really, really tiny, um, because I'm still tiny now, but I'm a grown tiny, um, when I was a really young kid, um, I had some imaginary friends and um, in reality, not so imaginary. And, um, my mother would tell me, you know, 
that I would act like there are these other beings in the car. And I'm like, mom, why didn't you greet these, <laughs> these <laughs> beings? Um, and, you know, she'd play along, whatever. Um, yeah, I felt very intrigued by um, the occult in general. Um, like around age 11, I would say, um, I would go to the library and rent out every book I could find my hands on, on like psychic phenomena, um, aliens. I was also obsessed with Egyptian culture, Native American culture. Um, I just, I, I think my soul recognized that there was <clears throat> more beyond just the earthly plane through those cultures. Um, and through that psychic phenomena and aliens, just all of that fascinated me. Um, so I took the plunge at a very early age and then took a psychic development course, I think around like 15. Um, and during that time, I was also experiencing some childhood trauma. So I found that, you know, I don't believe that the, the gift ever goes away you know trauma your body then focuses on that so during that time it sort of went to the back burner and then it wasn't until um 2013 when I got certified as a Reiki master then I started to open that door again um and would practice that a little bit more regularly and yeah that was really like the beginning of like getting back to what I felt I was always connected with at an early age. And then it wasn't until a couple of years ago, I had taken a mediumship development course and that just sort of like blew the lid off. Wow. Early. Yeah. And that was when I, that was when I started um, receiving light codes. So it was, it was funny because um, I was in this mediumship class and you know, like they would show a photo and you have to say whatever, you know, came to mind and, or even if it wasn't the photo, you know, like what energies are you picking up on? And sometimes I would get the more like three-dimensional understanding of like this tangible person is here. I'm getting a grandfather figure, this age range, this kind of look, this, this feeling of X, Y, Z. Um, yeah, I would, I would get that. But then most of the time I would just see these like weird shapes and things and I would bring it up and no one knew what I was talking about. <laughs> and at the time I didn't either. I didn't know what light language was. I mean, luckily and we're blessed right now to have <clears throat> platforms like TikTok and Instagram where suddenly light language is more available. It is more accessible. And more than that, it's a little bit more accepted than it was, you know, however many years ago, because people have been channeling this and unfortunately probably deemed as crazy you know in the 90s or whatever whatever era they were they were doing it in um but so i've seen these shapes and i luckily connected with someone who did know what it was and started telling me about light language and then yeah i just leaned into it um and light language is sort of like a how do you where how do you know where to begin <laughs> yeah Wow, that is such a crazy journey. I think it's so cool, like hearing your story of how, as you said, when you were a kid that you had imaginary friends, I feel like that's such a normal experience for for children to have. 
And it's kind of frowned upon, but I, I really believe that children are so sensitive and so in tune. And as we sort of go through society and we conform to like learning and going to school, we sort of lose touch of that ability because similar to you, I wasn't imaginary friends, but I used to kind of like you, my parents thought I was crazy, but as I would fall asleep at night, I used to hear like a radio tuning, just like disembodied voices, like it was like men, women, children, and it never scared me. It was just like, oh, there's just like a bunch of other people around. Um, so I think as as a child, we're so in tune with that. And then we kind of like lose sight of it, unfortunately. I know I did, but I'm so happy to hear that you didn't lose sight of that. It's like really refreshing to hear, especially as a young person, to be so open and receptive to that, like through your teenage years and even beyond, I think is amazing. Yeah, and I'm glad that you... Um, understand and recognize that you had had those sensations too, because I really, I feel personally that everybody has this. That's why it's like even gift to me, it's like, eh, it is a gift. It's a blessing for sure. But to, to, I feel like it could be a potential fault to make it seem like, oh, this is only accessible for certain people really in actuality. It is like, that frequency that you're tapping into, like we are all channels, we are all vessels to access this energy. It's just a matter of uh, recognizing, I guess, when it comes through and leaning into it. Yeah, I think some of us are just more open to it too and more receptive to it because if you're even subconsciously closing yourself off to it, you're going to prevent yourself from even ever having that kind of experience. Whereas if you kind of allow it to happen, like, I don't know if this sounds familiar to you, but I know for myself, part of me that's been afraid to open myself up is like, I don't want to be hearing voices at like 3 a.m., you know, swirling all around my head. So there is, I think fear is, is a block for a lot of people, especially because a lot of people just don't understand what everything else is beyond just this reality that we're in. So did you ever deal with any fear with your abilities or you were kind of just always open to it? Yeah, I mean, I think fear is natural. It's a part of the human experience. Um, I... I would say one of the stronger um, lessons in the past couple years, leaning into this gift, um, I think one of the things I've been most aware of is when fear arises, because I think one of the biggest things that we fear is the unknown. So when you are like suddenly picking up on things, hearing things, feeling sensations in the body, or you think of someone and then they message you and it could be like a little startling, like, why, why did I feel that? Or who is that? Um, but really like that is more connected to our divine nature than the not hearing it, you know, we, so it's, it's that unfamiliar. I often say that, um, comfort zone is really just a familiar zone so <clears throat> when we step into the unfamiliar it can be a little jarring I mean going through the whole deconditioning it is it's scary it's it's hard not to be honestly but um I luckily had friends who were also you know on their own spiritual path and I quickly recognized that there is nothing to fear really other than fear itself and so that's when it was really um i guess more a part of my practice to to know and believe like beyond the belief like knowing that i am protected i am safe <sighs> then the the what could this being be suddenly wasn't scary to me anymore and even if i 
if if an ener- a new energy comes into my awareness and I do get an uncomfortable feeling, I know that I'm safe. I know that I'm protected. So I'll say, you know, any energies that are not of the light leave now. And I can confidently say that and know that I'm good. And I think when you start to say those things and then quickly feel the shift immediately, you're like, oh, okay, it, it, it's all fine. I'm protected. I don't know. Yeah, it almost sounds like setting like an energetic boundary. Like if you're going into a space or getting ready for a reading or whatever the case may be saying, okay, you know, I'm only accepting in things that are of love and light and recognizing like the fear is the fear itself. So it's like, I almost feel like it could just be like a manifestation of your own fear if you encounter something like that. So yeah. Totally. I think it is Um, in regards to what you said of like everyone everyone having this trait, but, you know, fear coming up. I I do think that um, our past lifetimes and all of that obviously is going to affect how easily you access that early on, Um, you know? So I know certain people have said um, the kids that are being born these days are like more activated, for instance. A part of that is because the generations before them, our generation, the generation before us, um has done the work is doing the shadow work is breaking the generational trauma so we're activating our dna beyond the two strand dna trying to get to that 12 strand original dna template um that when our dna is activated to that extent then it's only natural that we're creating that new um generational healthy template you know back to origin and oneness uh so yeah, I do. I think the past life thing, though, does definitely play a factor. Doesn't make it impossible by any means. Um, just means that everybody has a different hand that they've been dealt, really. Yeah, that's something I want to get into for sure. But before we do, um, I'm I'm just thinking about what you had just said there. I feel like our generation, and maybe not even just our generation, but like the one before us. I would say within the past, you know, 20, 30 years, it's been so much more normalized to heal generational trauma, like you said. And to kind of be open and honest and and truthful with yourself about about those patterns and breaking those patterns and breaking those cycles. So it would only make sense that the next generation would be, you know, more healed. And then there's even the rabbit hole of like indigo children beyond that, which is kind of like, you know, the the 2000 and on, I think, is what they say for indigo children who are just activated, you know, at not at birth, but early in life, if you want to talk on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, so, I mean, I, words, um, I love words. <laughs> they are uh, expansive and yet limiting at the same time. Um, I believe from what I, from what I understand, there's indigos, there's rainbows, and then there's crystal children. Um, it, it's my understanding that they're all one in the same. It's just different times that they're yeah. born. Um, from what I know to be true, indigos, I believe are more, um, eighties, 70s, 80s, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then there's Rainbow and then there's Crystal Children. And I believe Rainbows are like 90s and Crystal Children are early 2000s, if I'm not mistaken. I, yeah, that sounds about right. And I think that kind of also, I don't know if you're familiar with like Dolores Cannon. She talks a lot about, you know, the three waves, um, which is such a, a cool concept. And that kind of transitions into what I wanted to talk a lot with you about is star seeds and also past lives in general. I'm curious for you how 
how you found out what a star that you were a star seed if you have past lives but i think before we even like dive down that rabbit hole because it's a lot um for anyone listening out there how if they aren't familiar how would you describe a star seed okay how would i describe a star seed okay so um extra dimensional beings light beings star beings they're called many a name um have helped our evolutionary process pretty much since the beginning and um it really starts with something called the hybridization project um which okay i'm not even i'm not there's so much information (laughs) like how do i start simple um Okay, go back to the question so I can make sure I stay on. Yeah, no, for sure. I think because Starseed is such a heady topic, right? There's so much, there's so many layers to it. For anyone out there who doesn't know even what a Starseed is or is even familiar with the premise of what a Starseed could be, how would you explain that to someone? So essentially that term came from seeding, seeding, S-E-E-D-I-N-G, seeding a certain level of consciousness into the human form. So it's seeding this star being consciousness as into the human so that the human can have a certain level of awareness because essentially what was happening was the human project because it was like humans, we had a mission. It was, it was to be the best planet that there ever was in all of the universe. Earth was like the primal example and humans were supposed to, be thriving on this earth planet of coexistence and prosperity and mutual respect and love. And it was supposed to be the perfect planet. And essentially, um, you know, an asteroid came and hit the earth and introduced bacteria and suddenly disease was introduced and negative thought form was introduced. And so the human um, evolutionary trajectory um kept on going off course the mission so to speak was failing and we weren't evolving to the degree that we were supposed to be evolving to and so because there's the universal law of free will these light beings these extra dimensional beings um couldn't impose upon our our free will we weren't knowing to really ask for help um and if they can't impose upon our free will, then they can't help us if we're not asking for it. So the best way for them to help our evolution was really to just incarnate as us because then they're in charge of their own free will and can help assist, um, yeah, Earth's and humans mission. Hopefully that helped a little bit. I think that's a great explanation. That's a that's a great way of kind of boiling it down and summing it down. And for anyone listening out there, there's tons of different, you know, star systems that people can claim that they've come from or have a part of. I know some people that even claim they're part of multiple different star systems. So if you want to touch on that a little bit, like for your specific journey, when when did you a when did you sort of start to become receptive to the idea that like oh i could be a star seed this resonates with me these are my qualities and also like which which star seed system are you from i'm curious yeah yeah um so you know it's funny when i feel like when you start to become aware of this suddenly like you'll notice these patterns um and that's very much what happened to me i i like got a random flash of my mom giving me like a brochure thing when I was like eight years old and actually had 
um, star seed things on it at a very, very young age. But obviously it was like, I wasn't ready to receive that information. Yeah. Um, for me, it was really only a couple years ago. I, it was the very, um, beginning of 2020, I'll say. And, um, <laughs> I went to a friend's and on the way to my friend's house, who also was very intuitive, um, very spiritually, uh, awake individual. I'm driving to his house and I saw, uh, you know, not close up. So it didn't necessarily look like in the form of a ship to me, but it was what I would understand to be a spaceship, light ship of some sort. And it just like, it went across the sky. I knew it wasn't a shooting star, but I was like, huh, that was weird. Okay. I remember bringing it up to him when I had gotten to his place. And then he mentioned to me, um, he was like, oh, you're, uh, you're definitely Pleiadian. And I was like, what is that? And, you know, this is pr prior to me knowing any star seed knowledge whatsoever. And so I was like, that sounds intriguing i was like i i want to know more about that like it just it resonated yeah. for me already and i didn't even know what it meant and so then I, I went into like a research rabbit hole as i tend to do and uh it just really resonated for me and then i remember driving home and then i saw a big i saw like up close i saw a ship no like, way oh, yeah, yeah i saw it go down wow. it almost crashing i was like concerned for whoever was on that ship um and it was crazy because it just it like it was going down at a sharp angle and then it just disappeared um whoa so that happening all in one night i was like okay i was like there's something here i have to look into it i mean it wouldn't have it would have been unlike me not to look into it but you know if you're when you're introduced to what is considered at that time very abstract or out there information. I do think when it is something you're supposed to pay attention to, the universe is going to try and like give you whatever synchronicity or like blaring sign to pay attention so that the message definitely goes through. And that definitely was the uh, starting point for me. Yeah, I don't think you could get much more of a blaring sign than a, a ship crashing. That's, I have to ask you a little bit more about that. What? What did it look like? Like, how, how long was it there? Um, it wasn't long, and I was driving, so it was hard yeah. for me to pay attention to it. Um, I was getting off the highway. Um, you know, when you see that, it's a shock a little bit to the system. You know, I think mm -hmm. I think we all want, want to see these ships, but, like, when it is coming in and it's, like, it was probably only 10 seconds that I saw it. You know, yeah. by the time you understand what's happening, it, it's gone. <laughs> um, I couldn't even describe the shape to you. I mean, it wasn't big. It was more in the shape of a disc. It wasn't like um, those like fortresses that you see in the movies. Um, and I just remember it going down at a really sharp angle. I remember being more concerned uh, than anything. And I remember seeing it long enough to be like, that's not a plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really like what stood out to me. I can't really. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. You're lucky, though, to have seen something like that, because like you said, I feel like there's people out there that would kill to be able to say, you know, I saw a UFO or I saw some kind of, you know, crazy craft. Um, I saw something actually like 
it was really recent. It was like two weeks ago and I was the my shower has like a window in the top of it. And I was standing in my shower and I'm just looking out the window and all of a sudden I see these like orange lights, like neon highlighter orange lights. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. And I wasn't really sure if it was like a plane at first or what it was. And then they started forming into like a triangle. And I was like, oh, what is this? And then it started moving. I don't know for anyone watching this too, you can see this like description. You know, people at raves that wear those light gloves and they like do like the finger thing. So it then it started after the triangle, it started moving like that, like this weird. And then it would just like bloop to one spot in the sky and then another. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I was trying to film it. And I was trying to tell my mom, like, look, there's a UFO. And it was like gone by the time she got outside. I was like, I was the only person that saw it. And now my ears just started ringing. So that's really weird. <laughs> wow. But yeah, that was the only time I've ever seen something like that. <laughs> I love it. I love when the ears start going off. You're like, ah. yeah, love it. or like the goosebumps, too. I don't know if you ever have that, but like I, I, I am so sensitive in that kind of way of like goosebumps or like ear ringing. Um, do you do you have that a lot, too? Yeah, you know, intuition is so fun and funny, honestly, because even how I've perceived spirit has changed as I've expanded and just grown. Uh, I used to predominantly um, see things and feel things in my body. Uh, nowadays, I'm more clear cognizant um, beyond the other ones. It, the other sensory um, input forms have, they're still there. But um, nowadays, it's, it's more of just like a knowing. I just, things come in like literally my galactic family communicates with me telepathically I remember yeah I was like I was really frustrated for a while because I was like you know I can't hear you <laughs> like all of these people were hearing hearing their guides oh I'm hearing this or I'm seeing this whatever and I was like I'm not hearing them like where are they I'm told that they're here around me and <laughs> I don't it, it was it was very frustrating for me particularly someone who's like always trying to be the best version of myself that I could be um you know I felt like aren't I deserving of an answer or communication um and then it really wasn't until like a couple months ago where I was like oh like they communicate with me telepathically so when I was getting these like random thoughts in my head it was actually just them talking to me which I don't know that that was just a whole other understanding that blew open. So yes, I still get the goosebumps. I still get the sensations in my body, but a lot more um, for me happens through my third eye. Yeah. As you're saying that, I, th I almost think of that as like a, an inner standing because I've had a similar experience. I don't, I I'm kind of new. I don't want to say like new with developing my intuition, but it's really been like, I would say the past, like once COVID started, I really started opening myself up because I, I had no job. I had nothing but time to like really explore stuff. And ever since then, it's kind of like opened me up where I've had similar experiences to that, where it's like, like you said, I watch like people reading tarot and they say like, I'm hearing, I'm seeing. I'm like, do, do, are they actually hearing that? Because when I have like an experience like that, it's like a, a whoosh. Like it's just like an inner standing of like, this is what it is. And I had an experience, um, like an ET experience last year. And those beings communicated with me telepathically. Like it was the same thing. There was no language that was needed. It was just like, this is what it is. Um, and I do, I've heard people say that happens also with like mushrooms. I don't know if, if that's something you've ever experienced, but a lot of people say that like, 
it's a telepathic understanding of like the the uh, the knowledge that the mushroom gives. I've never tried that, um, but I'm fascinated by it. So I've never. I mean, I, I've I've tried mushrooms before. Um, I don't. I haven't tried it since my like last major awakening. So I'm sure it would be a whole other experience um, when I try it again. But um, yeah, I mean, there's supposedly like, so mushrooms, like this is a whole other um, world and topic there, but but because it's really like plant medicine, um, you know, there's, beings that sort of um are maybe the guardians or like gatekeepers of that plant um so if like if people are like interested in doing mushrooms like just I guess I I don't know why I feel called right now to be like just be mindful of the fact that um it is like sacred medicine and that um everything is energy so like I I do know a friend who knew someone and um, was very, mm, I guess, like careless with taking the medicine. And this is something that I really love about Native American culture is that it's all about honoring all that comes before you, honoring the animal that they're breaking down and honoring its sacrifice or just honoring your ancestors, all that comes before you and sort of being humble enough to ask permission for its medicine. Um, so I do actually through this friend um she had told me a really interesting experience where someone um basically had opened themselves up to this medicine without approaching it in the proper way um like basically not being respectful (laughs) to the plant um and then it sort of opened the doors to um darker entities sort of being able to go in there and then manipulate the body and they ended up getting really sick like beyond the mushroom trip sick like um was hearing dark thoughts in their heads and and whatnot so you just have to be mindful because really like there is so much we don't know and I think people get really used to um certain information that's out there but there is a lot that we don't know so if you are approaching anything really even regards to light language i've seen people misuse what or or promote something that is they're deeming as light language and it's not actually light language so i guess the message that for me i feel like this is like them coming through is just use your discernment um because i do know that like everything is like so quick to become trendy you know like and a trend takes off and people just take it at face value but it really is important to use your discernment of what resonates for you in your heart what resonates what makes you feel light and good and freeing as opposed to dense and like cluttered or heavy pay attention to those feelings because it's really important i love what you said about native american culture and how they're so um What's the word? They're so good with just like honoring and respecting, like you said. And I think especially with plant medicine, whether it's mushrooms or like ayahuasca, whatever it is, to honor that process and to have respect for it, because I do feel like mushrooms are a very trendy topic right now, like microdosing the whole thing. Um, And I think, yeah, and I think a lot of people, you know, would assume, oh, that, that sounds like fun. Let me, you know, go for a trip, like see what's 
going to happen. But like you said, it is important to, I would say, if, if you've never had an experience with something like that, like if I were to do that for the first time, I would want it to be in a sacred setting where I'm I'm setting an intention before I go into the trip. I'm like honoring the process because if you don't do that and if you don't protect your energy, like you said, I've heard experiences too of people having um, like dark, uh, like hearing things, you know, like dark stuff happen after um, not really respecting the process. So yeah, just to second that message. Honestly, I, I love so much of um, the wisdom that really comes through um, Native American medicine, um, which, you know, is why they're also very protective of their culture. Um, I do. There's a couple of books I have that um, I don't I don't I, I can give you like a list of some of the books later. I don't know if you post anything like with this podcast. Yeah, but- I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. In terms of recommendations, there's a couple books that I really, um, they, they do the medicine justice through, because it's like the right authors who are in the culture, you know, they are communicating it in the best way possible, because they know that other people are trying to access this information. So if their culture is going to be learned about, they want it to be learned about in the right way. So I'm happy to give you those resources that you can share with everyone yeah, definitely. And also for anyone listening to like to actually learn from the culture itself rather than somebody kind of secondhand uh, appropriating the knowledge, I think is great. So I'll definitely leave those in the description so you guys can check them out. But back to a different sort of topic, because I know you said earlier that you had taken um, a mediumship course. Uh, oh. What was it in high school or like earlier on? No, um, just a couple years ago. 20, oh, okay. 20, yeah, yeah. 2020. That's really, yeah. The light language is really fairly recent in my spiritual awakening, but that's, I mean, I just, light language is just so freaking powerful that it, it, it skyrockets you. You're, you're going to um, access it. I can feel like you, you have already been channeling it. I don't know if you, you know, you know but- I was going to tell you something and I was like hesitant to, cause I, it's going to sound, I hate saying it's going to sound crazy, but this has happened to me like just this past summer where like this, I don't know if this is something that like how you experienced when you first were receiving light language. And I don't know if this is maybe indicative of like what star system I'm from, but when I'm swimming, if I'm swimming in my pool and I go underwater and I close my eyes, I see these like shapes and it only happens when I'm underwater. It's like the weirdest thing. And I'm like, what is this? Like they're these weird, like I could draw them afterwards, but I'm like, I've never had this happen before and it only happens when I'm like underwater or like just coming out of the water it's very strange um yeah so in there's multiple I mean you know in an infinite universe multiple is like sounds so small (laughs) comparison to the infinite but um there are many a water planet um one of the more well-known star races that uh pertains to water is uh Sirius I forget if it's Sirius A or Sirius B um but generally like many uh star seeds who connect with water usually are from um one of those planets um the Pleiadians uh, also connect with um dolphins so I feel like I don't know if you listen to dolphin sounds but that can like take you to a whole other level. Um, a lot of like even the Pleiadian. So some of the work that I do, um, with Pleiadian light work, um, they actually call the movements in this, um, 
set of exercises, they call them dolphin moves. The Pleiadians uh, highly value dolphins. In actuality, um, some have said that dolphins are actually smarter than us humans. Yeah, I've heard that too. Because they're using both halves of the brain. Yeah. So um, some of the Pleiadian work is called dolphin brain repatterning because the goal is to get us to connect back to the other portion of our brain that we are not using, right? They say that we're using only like 10% of our brain or that there's junk DNA, right? It's not actually junk DNA, it's just DNA that's waiting to be activated and remembered us coming back to that 12 strand um, DNA template. Wow. So have you done any of that um, patterning or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I've held um, a couple of workshops now uh, where it's just very simplistic movement. Um, it's this was actually a part of me uh, understanding that I was Pleiadian. Uh, it was so wildly synchronistic. But uh, at the time I had a loose vision of me putting together movement work um, that was like a movement therapy, um, basically. So I, I've been involved with the Lakota Sioux community for some time now. I go to sweat lodges. And um, when I, I, I had done this sacred ceremony with them, I had vision quested with them. I had had a vision and um, some of that vision was this movement therapy for me. And pretty much right after um, I visited my friend and he told me about the Pleiadians and I'm like digging a deep hole, I look online. I'm like, what can I learn about the Pleiadians? And I find this book. I get this book and my, I have a theater background. So I went to school and have a degree in theater. And one of the movement practices that I learned in college was Feldenkrais. Um, just very simplistic movement, like um, basically bringing you back to forms of movement that you naturally know and remember slash learn how to do as a baby, like how to sit up or roll down or roll to your side, like very simple things that are just innate in us. And I knew that that movement work was going to be important for me and be some kind of foundational aspect of this movement stuff that I want to do. And so right, so right after I had um, hung out with my friend and I, I buy this book, um, I open up and the first page, it was like, um, as I lay on the floor doing Feldenkrais on the third day of this Feldenkrais workshop, a Pleiadian by the name of Pala reaches his hand out to me. No and I way. Was like, I was like, dude, I literally, and I just got goosebumps Whoa, right now. Whoa, yeah. What just happened? I was like, how are my worlds combining? I was like, this is what I want to do. And this resonated for me. And I saw that spaceship and what's going on? <laughs> like, Whoa. It was, it was wildly synchronistic. Yeah. And then so it told me, though, that the Pleiadian light work, um, like the dolphin brain repatterning and all that is movement work that was expanded upon beyond the Feldenkrais work. So it's interesting because you know, tons of people know about Feldenkrais. It's an internationally known movement uh, practice. And it is yet the template for these light beings um, to help us, to help us access higher knowledge, higher consciousness. 
So yeah, I don't know. It's beautiful. I love it. Wow. (laughs) Talk about like synchronistic. That is just, that's like, I feel like that's the universe's way of putting something in, in your face so strongly where it's like, you have no choice but to ignore it. Even if you're someone that's not open or receptive to signs or synchronicities, like you can't deny that. There's that that is so beyond coincidence. Like that's that's so cool. It blew my mind. It was unfortunate that I was in a relationship that was like he was not on my level of understanding at all because I was like freaking out. Yeah. And this and this and this connected. And he was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, But it was it was such a special moment for me. I'll I'll never forget it. Wow. That's so cool. And I didn't know that about the dolphins either, that that was such a crucial part of like the Pleiadian um, work of kind of just helping people sort of tap into that. Yeah, I mean, everything, everything is connected. I would say um, certain star systems, I would even argue are like more connected to it. I would say the Pleiadians more so um, acknowledge and respect and appreciate the value of the dolphin as a vibrational template as something to um reach you know what i mean so it i would say that other star systems are probably more the embodiment of that energy and the pleiadians use it more as a template to um you know, help us access and reach, if that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, so for you, obviously, Pleiadian, you definitely, you know, have expressed that you've sort of found through the signs that you obviously couldn't ignore that you were Pleiadian. Do you feel that you're connected to any other star systems or do you feel um, that you're just connected to Pleiadians? Oh, yeah. Um, I honestly, so, okay, just similar to, you know, people getting their, um like ancestry, genealogy, whatever, um, it is very, very rare. I don't think I've met anybody who's like, I'm 100% this. Um, So it's the same thing with star systems. It's rare that anybody is just one thing. Um, Excuse me. Um, I personally, I say this humbly, but I'm a very ancient soul. So I've lived many different types of lifetimes um i know myself to be pleiadian arcturian and antarian so that that would be from antares um and yeah it's like it's other things though too i think even the starseed talk can um sometimes i don't want to say it limits people but i think people are easy to um lean into the understanding of like there's aliens and then there's us and there's so much more beyond that so i actually had a a great uh live with someone a couple months back and she's her light language is so beautiful um her yeah her instagram handle starseed underscore akasha i'm just gonna plug her right there oh i think i've heard of her yeah Oh, she's such a beautiful divine being. Wow. Um, but she, her light language is beautiful and she was channeling her light language and then started giving me a message and telling me, she was like, you have a lot of seventh dimensional energy, unicorn energy, dragon energy, and was like telling me all of this stuff. So I just feel like it's, um, 
I don't know, I guess I feel called to share that, you know, you aren't any one thing. Like, even if you do resonate with one type of being, like you are literally a multi-dimensional being. So if, if you've always been fond of fairies or elves or mermaids, like dolphins, very connected with mermaids, you have a lot of water energy personally. So I like, <laughs> you should definitely listen to dolphin sounds or yeah. you know, it makes sense that like you're in Florida now. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you've got to be by the water. It's got to make you feel good. So, you know, like lean into that, you know, if, even if, um, cause I think sometimes people can feel like lost sometimes the same way that I was like I don't hear you or whatever the light beings the star races feel like really far out there from us um so if you're struggling to connect in that way like lean into what does make sense to you or what you've had curiosities about like that childlike wonder is really what I think helps us connect back into that like so yeah if if you've always been fascinated by fairies or mermaids or whatever like explore that see see how it feels because you probably have some connection to it in reality yeah that's a great way of putting it too of like see what resonates because I feel like especially with the whole rabbit hole of star seeds there isn't like a cut and dry like oh you get a letter in the mail that tells you like you're a Pleiadian like that's not how any of it works I I kind of think of it as like like you said, if if you hear something or like when your friend said Pleiadian to you, you, your mind was like, oh, that stood out to me. Like if, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh, that's standing out to me, like there's probably a good chance that you do have some origins from there. Because I feel like if you even listen to the qualities that like Pleiadians would have or any other system would have, if you're like, if your soul is resonating with that and you're like, I don't really even know what this is, but I feel like this resonates so strongly. That's almost I feel like your way of like remembering who you are is that your body knows even before you do. So I feel like for you, it was like you you already knew, even though you didn't know, if that makes sense. I was muted, so I wouldn't sound. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Your, your heart knows. And that's actually one of the things that the Pleiadians, um, their like biggest thing is like coming back to the heart, coming back to feeling, coming back to compassion. Um, so yeah, that see what resonates you know if it if it feels right even if you like can't make sense of it because that's that's the exact thing about light language that's so beautiful is we as the as the human race we always try to make sense of things we try to we go back to logos right well i need to see it to believe it or i need to understand i need to make sense of this and light language allows us to step out of the mind and back into the heart back into love frequency where maybe we don't have a word for it and that's okay. That's why light language always comes through differently. It's why um, when it's being transmitted, everybody will get a different message from it because it's a feeling frequency. It doesn't, by putting a word to it, it's automatically limiting it. Yeah, it almost sounds like too, as you're explaining it to me, like it's, it's kind of stepping away from the ego too. It's kind of just like opening yourself up to the infinite, possibilities of what exists around us because there's only so much that our 3d bodies can conceptualize like on this planet like so if you can allow yourself to step away from your identity it almost sounds like that's what light language allows you to do because you're not assigning a meaning to something by giving it a word you're just tapping into flow basically yes light language is so beautiful (laughs) i love it light language um there's actually a really great um book on light language i think it's 
Opening to Light Language by Jamie Price. She's um, a really well-known person in the light language community, um, but she describes light language in a very um, concise way. And I know she she pretty much describes it as um, energy packets of information that are the frequency of love. So, yeah. And wow. it's like, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and you when you recognize it as that, um, it helps you understand that it's both and that it is information, but it's not information that's understood in the mind. And it's ultimately just love. Beautiful book. I'll, wow. I'll write you all. Yeah, that. definitely. So do you have a process? Like I know for some people before they do tarot readings, they'll either like meditate or kind of cleanse their space. Do you have a process um, before you start to like channel light language or does it just come to you sometimes? Like it's for me, it's more of setting the intention. Um, I maybe in like the beginning days of when I was more practicing Reiki, um, I had more of like a meditation ritual beforehand. Um, now it's like a couple minutes prior. I pretty much just like ground myself, recenter, um, and set the intention and say like a prayer and communicate with my guides, um, that I, you know, only the messages of the highest good and this person's highest self come through and, you know, may the messages be clear, um, just so that we can, you know, get to the meat and bones of the message. Um, but yeah, I it really, not too much because, it's really more of a surrendering. So like once I set that intention and say that to them, then I let go and the rest is history. It just comes through. Wow. That's so cool. I, I, I'm so fascinated by the idea of light language and I haven't really experienced it or even like, I don't know, just been involved in it. So I'm curious for you, have you ever been taken aback by the, the messages that you've gotten or kind of just been blown away by like the clarity or, or what comes through? Um, yes. So, okay. So it's different every time really. Um, in regards to, so, okay. So most of the time that I'm channeling light language, it's usually on a client. So when it's that kind of container, it's going to be different versus me like sharing a video to the general public that I might post on Instagram. So um, when I'm doing it for a client, um, I'm getting messages generally about any multitude of things. Um, I personally receive a lot of messages in regards to people's health, like mind, body, spirit, whatever is blocking them, any trauma that they might be going through. I've... Um, I've seen like really bizarre beings. I think like once I saw a three headed frog that ended up, I ended up realizing was like Hecate. Um, I get past life information. Um, I, yeah, I, it can be any multitude of things. The stuff that has, um, well, no, I've, I've, I'm surprised sort of like all the time because they're always showing me new things. Like this is every, every session is different, but um, I would say I'm, sometimes I'm more surprised when I do the like general public transmission, the transmissions to the general public, because um, I, yeah. sometimes like 
the healing energy that's coming through, it's coming from beings or consciousness or um, surrounding a certain topic or form that I'm not even aware of yet. Um, so once I had channeled something, this was uh, over the summer, I guess, I I started channeling like avian and it was talking about um, an angelic gold seraphim template. Um, there's really like so much to know out there that I was like not even, I was like, I don't know what this is. I just, you know, I allowed it, it came through. And then I was like integrating. And then I researched a little bit just because there's so much information, um, which actually there's another great resource. Um, I'm a big advocate for ascensionglossary.com. So, oh, okay. yeah. So if anybody ever has any questions about light language, anything or grid work, um, or like blue flame, there's blue flame, gold flame. Um, oh snap. There's another one. I forget the other color, uh, violet, violet, violet flame. How can I forget violet? Um, but any, any of those questions come up, you can pretty much look anything up on Ascension Glossary. And that includes like, if you have questions about certain star races, like the Anunnaki, um, or, you know, how they affect certain, uh, planetary grid networks, all that jazz. Wow. That sounds like a great resource excellent resource. Yeah. When I discovered that I was like, Oh my God, this is a game changer. All, all this time I've been wanting to Google. <laughs> yeah. This. Right. Well, that's the thing is like with so much of this stuff, like a simple Google search is not going to give you the answers that you want. No, especially when, you know, the darker reptilians that are, you know, in play, like they have control over yeah. all of that. Why would they want us to access? Things? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll add that to the show notes too, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm, hey, I'm such a researcher. I probably yeah. should coming in with these resources. <laughs> no, I appreciate it because I feel like, you know, like so many people now, like spirituality has become so, something that people talk about on TikTok all the time. But I don't know if, if you've noticed this, but something that bothers me is just like the amount of misinformation um, that gets circulated just because like people have like a bigger platform or like things that just get like totally misconstrued, like take manifestation, for example. Um, like I've, I've been studying the law of attraction and manifesting since like 2013. So I've been, you know, researching it for quite some time. And it's like, I see people on TikTok that are like, put your crush's name in your underwear and like manifest your boyfriend. Like, like I'm like guys this is not what any of this is about and it's it's um it's unfortunate too because I feel like a lot of people can be misinformed by it and something that that I've received and I don't know if you've received this too is that one of the biggest criticisms with like manifestation or anything that's a cult or just against the grain is that it's inherently evil and I always try to tell people that it's like you can't necessarily say that because again that fear aspect it's like fearing what you don't necessarily understand and I think there's you know, social media is great because it obviously connects people like it connected us. And there's so much information that you can find out there. But like use discernment, too, when you're watching those videos and you're you're trying to really learn about a topic and do the research for yourself. If you're not like satisfied with an answer or if you still feel like there's some innate sense of curiosity, keep doing the digging. Like even for me, like don't take my word for it. Like go research, like read other stuff, you know. Totally, totally. Um. Yeah, I'm, I love everything that you just said. I like, I think 
I can get caught up in it too sometimes. Like I'll be watching something like you just do that. Oh yeah. And then it pops up and you're like, wow, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, if you can just take that extra second and see how it feels in the body or, you know, when you do look into it, then see how it feels. If it doesn't feel right for you, then it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> there is no one way really. Um, and that's, again, I'm, that's what I love about light language, right? Cause we, it can mm -hmm. be, it's interpreted by you through your heart. So no one could be like, this means this, this light language means this, or this. There's no Google this. translate for light language. <laughs> No. Yeah, and that's like that's the beauty of it. But yes, use use your discernment big time. Yeah, that that brings up like another theme. I think that you could take away from all of this is, you know, obviously you can search outside of yourself for information and for knowledge on things and to explore and to dive into the rabbit hole and like learn as much as you possibly can. But at the end of the day, I think ultimately, like only you know the answer, like only you know the truth, especially if it's something like um, any kind of ability that you could have, like an intuitive ability, you know, nobody can really sit you down and say like, this is this is where you're from. This is what you have, XXXYZ, whatever. Like, I feel like we've kind of lost our way in a sense that we've we are so far removed from that intuitive ability that we fail to recognize that we do have so many answers within us if we just can take a second to allow ourselves to a be open and receptive to it but b block out the noise because that's been a, such a big part of my journey is not necessarily unlearning but like stepping away from and just saying okay what ideas are my own and what thoughts are my own what thoughts have i been programmed through society and taking a step back from that and just listening to your intuition. Like, I think at the end of the day, like that inner standing, like you'll know, you'll, if something resonates with you, you'll feel it, you'll know, like your heart will know. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think you touched upon it a little bit though. Um, it is a little bit unlearning as well. It's learning and unlearning. That is what helps us grow. And that's where, you know, words can be limiting or they can be expanding. Like, okay, well, so much about our path is discovery and then like letting that go right like it, it's about okay it, that this identification helps me master this and now what if I let go of that that's why it's so honestly I find it to be really important to question your beliefs like okay I'm at this point and this understanding but what if there's more and that's that's the truth doesn't mind being questioned because Ooh, I like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same like with science. Right. It's like if science is really trying to get to the truth of something, then it's always going to accept being questioned because they want to make sure that they really know the answer, the real truth. Um, I have no idea where I was going with that. So I'm going to let that lie right there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, that was like, that's a good, uh, like mug quote or something. That's great. <laughs> uh, I'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the other thing I think too is like, like with spiritual awakenings, you had, you said something earlier where you said like my, it was, you were like my next big awakening. And I want to make a point of that because this is something else that I have a problem with, with like spiritual TikTok in particular is like people say like you, you'll have your awakening and you're like, all right, I've arrived. I'm here. Like I'm awake. Here we go. <laughs> like it's that is Yeah. No, that if anyone tells you that, like run the other way, because 
there is never going to be a point where you are like fully awake, where you've learned everything you need to learn. You've mastered everything you need to learn. If there's anything I've learned, it was that the spiritual awakening is just awakening to the awakening because it's a never ending journey of like learning and discovering. And um, and as you said, too, like unlearning and expanding upon your beliefs, there's never going to be a point in your life where you've like full, unless you're like some Buddhist monk, like those people that levitate, like unless you're like that guy. Um it, there's never going to be that like culmination point of like full blown awakening. Like your our whole lives are meant to be a journey of awakening. And I think that's a big part of like what star seeds have come here to do as well is a awaken themselves, but B guide others in their awakening process too, because it's, it's a never ending journey. Never ending journey. Um, yeah. Constantly discovering, creating, unlearning, unlearning, unfolding, um, building up, breaking down so that you can build it up again right it's it goes yeah. back to that spiral right it looks like a circle you might feel like oh, okay like how i just i just got to this point or i just built this friendship and now i'm losing it or i just got to this point and now i'm losing the job or whatever but in actuality it's it's not a circle it's just a spiral you're don't view it as the circle because you're actually leveling up and that's it's a hard part of life but it's also a really beautiful part of life you know um we all experience dark nights of the soul at some point or another. So don't let it discourage you by any means. If anything, it means that you're on the right track. And off going off of that, you can have multiple dark nights of the soul. Cause that's something else too. Like when, when I first, you know, discovered all of this, I thought like, Oh, I only had one, like that was it. No, you can have multiple dark nights of the soul and um, and don't be like ashamed of it. Don't beat yourself up for it. Like you said, in the moment, yeah, it sucks. Like I just went through another one a couple of months ago and I, in that moment, it was so hard for me in that time to try to say, okay, I've been through this before. I know that it's for my greater good, but like, damn, I'm having a hard time seeing how like any of this is helping me right now. Um, but if you just give yourself grace through that process, it's a part of the human experience. It's a part of why we are here, right? Is a, to enjoy like the beauty, the beauty and the love, you know, that we can experience, but also to know that like the darkness is a part of it and it's not, you know, being pessimistic, it's being, it's recognizing that there's duality that both exist. And the more you can, you know, appreciate and integrate and give yourself grace through those dark moments, the more you're going to have a capacity for appreciating the the good moments that you have. Totally. The contrast is important. I mean, um, I, I was talking with a friend of mine on a live a couple months back where, um, you know, cause I think sometimes this question has come up for people where they're like, well, if I've had these past lives, you know, why don't I remember it? Or if I was a light being at one point, you know, why don't I remember it? Um, but I, Dolores Cannon, I think says, right. Like mm -hmm. what, what good is it if you, if this test and we give you, we give you all the answers to the test or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I love the quote, but yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, um, it wouldn't make it as fun, but more than that, I don't think we would, see, recognize, feel, embrace, and appreciate the value behind all of the lessons, behind the pain. Um, you, when it comes to like, okay, so if you imagine like you're just the embodiment of like love and which, you know, there are forms of consciousness that do exist as that, but in terms of like the human experience, like 
we have a lot of other things that we're dealing with. We, we're, we're not in the state of like, I'm a particle of a star and I'm peaceful and content all the time. And so this contrast though, when we are um, forgetting this aspect of love and peace, um, when, it, when we come back to it and we remember it, suddenly it means a lot more to us. Just like absence makes the heart grow fonder type of thing, right? Like us not having it made us so much more appreciative of it. And now it's like, okay, I'm gonna be more grateful I'm, I'm going to be more grateful for all of it, including the pain, because if I didn't have that crappy relationship or whatever it is, then I wouldn't have learned this lesson. And maybe I, I probably wouldn't have learned to fight for myself and put up stronger boundaries for myself and respect myself as much um, had I not gone through that. So I definitely think the contrast is really important. For sure. Yeah. And I think you said that so beautifully. It's like, I even think for myself, had things just been going smoothly for me, I never would have gone down this journey. Like I never would have questioned things or had had my first awakening. Like I, I don't really, th I really do think it took like some real bad shit to like snap me out of it and force me to wake up. And I know that's how it is for a lot of people. It doesn't necessarily have to be, but um, like you said, if you can, if you can view it through that lens, then like that's, that's a superpower to be able to really appreciate all of it. For sure. The void can be really scary. I mean, I I think the key is really just to sit with it when it comes. Um, I, I love listening to sound frequency. So if you're like, what am I supposed to do here now? Um, <laughs> I usually suggest to listen to some form of solfeggio frequency. I love solfeggios. Love it. <laughs> yeah, um, because the real origin of the universe comes back to sound really that's at you know you know that I do sound healing I'm yeah whenever I play that in public if I'm playing my singing bowls it's so fun to watch people <laughs> strangers will pass and they just like stop and they look like so entranced by it and they're like what is that so it's like your body even recognizes mm -hmm. the like origin of that like your body is like magnetized I guess is the word it's 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 recognizing itself in that sound and so I think when you're in that dark night of the soul or you know what I'm calling the void right now mm -hmm. um, I think coming back to sound is a really good and simple way when everything else might feel like you don't want to hear it because usually you're like screw everything yeah <laughs> dark night of the soul you're like I don't want your advice I don't want your yeah love. So, you know, it's, that's okay, you know, be with your feelings. But um, I do think solfeggio frequencies or sound healing in general is a good uh, comfort where maybe it doesn't feel like it's someone telling you how to be or what to do or how to feel. Yeah. And sound healing is so powerful. Like you said, uh, it's almost like, I, I feel like it's almost like an instinct when people, you know, come up to you and they just like stop in their tracks. It's like, it's so crazy because I've been to a few sound baths now and like, for anyone out there who hasn't experienced a sound bath, like you can literally feel it in your body. And I've seen things too, like, um, like colors and, and the way that I understood it, like that understanding was like the color was like the chakra that I needed to focus on. Like that was my like intuitive understanding. But yeah, I mean, sound healing, like frequencies, if you look at Tesla, I think he was the one who said everything is energy, frequency, and vibration. Like, physics metaphysics whatever you want to call it like all points in the same direction like 
it's real. And I think a lot of people sometimes brush this stuff off as being like woo woo or just like, you know, out there. But it's like if you really stop to think about it, is it really that out there? Because it really isn't not and unfortunately a lot of the uh research supporting it and backing it has been um what's the word sequestered is that the right word um has been thrown away unfortunately because it's a threat to big pharma unfortunately um so there's actually um there was a gentleman by the name of royal rife i believe oh right frequencies Mm-hmm. And he did, his whole thing was vibrational healing. And he had a study where he had done this vibrational healing um, for however many patients and it cured cancer in all of them. Literally every single patient was cured. And he it caught the attention of the government, obviously. And they're like, OK, like we need to take over this study because this can help people type of thing. And then deleted all of his research, blacklisted him. So he wasn't accepted by anybody anymore. And then basically just made him like a laughing stock of the scientific community. Um, and yeah, I, I, you just, it's a shame. It's a shame how much they shut it down, but that's also why it's so important that we put a voice to things like this. Um, you know, when you learn of, these alternative um, healing types, which to me is like really coming back to our oneness our divine origin. Um, it's literally vibration. Like yeah. you're telling, telling me that this vibration that made people feel good is bad or that, you know, it, when it changed their state from being in dis-ease to a state of peace and health, like, Something doesn't match up for you to say that this isn't a thing. Like, I don't get it. Um, and intention, even right, intention is frequency. The, the manifestation, I know you talk about manifestation a lot. Like, that's a type of frequency or vibration. It really, as complex as the universe is, it's also very simple. Mm-hmm. It's simple, but it's not easy. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I I guess we'll kind of like wrap it up now just to give uh, our listeners like a little something to take away. If there's someone who's been listening to this and they're saying, "Okay, I could be a starseed. What advice would you have to someone who is wanting to open themselves up to that and maybe explore more of themselves or maybe even open themselves up to light language? What would you say is a good place to start to like learn about the information or not even learn about it, but just like on their own. Cause obviously, like you said, there's a bunch of resources I'll, I'll link down below, but like, just, you know, in terms of themselves, how would you suggest somebody start, you know, opening themselves up to that? Um, well, I mean, listening to these frequencies for one, um, but number two, I mean, I would probably start with, um, like meeting your guides meditation, um, and set the intention of, um, reaching out to your galactic star family, or, I mean, you can, you know, try to call upon the Galactic Federation of Light. Um, <clears throat> in terms of opening yourself up to it, I really think it is about intention, but then like completely surrendering because the big, one of the biggest things that I learned through them is that the messages you receive are not always going to look the way you expect them to look. So don't be discouraged if you don't 
see an alien like mm. in front of it it most of them are so high vibrational like we have to remember that it takes a lot of energy on their part to even like meet us halfway like we're raising our vibration to be able to communicate with them and they're lowering their vibration to communicate with us um it is very rare that anybody sees them in the physical so if you are trying to reach out um do wow i just saw some funny stuff on the screen that was weird oh <laughs> Uh, like a spiral that was so weird it was that's weird because my ear just rang i'm not even kidding you like right before that yeah it was like over my third eye too so whoa like i'm getting really hot right now so they might just (laughs) come through right now um uh yes because now i lost my train of thought which sometimes that happens when a channel starts coming um just advice yeah yeah, just open yourself up to um oh to the messages though that come through because um it could be something as like a song playing on the radio or like you start to see blue jays like for the rest of the week um or dolphins or whatever it is you know um they can be communicating with you in a multitude of ways and like look into the different star races if if you are unsure and literally just read whatever you can about them and then feel which one feels like you you know because each each one has a multitude of different um skill sets and like environments that they thrive in so there's some that are more technologically based or more associated with water um and you'll pretty much have a sense of where you lie in that like on the day-to-day anyways you know like we all sort of have like predispositions to certain things like oh i really love building things or i really love being creative or i really love water you know whatever Mm -hmm. it is um so yeah just open your mind and do some reading and then like be intentional with it set an intention and then like let go completely let go and okay i'm also being told that um automatic writing i don't know if anybody Mm. does automatic writing but that's also a, a good start um to set the intention and just let your pen go and even if it's not words like if it's little doodles like that is light language coming through so then reflect and look at look at the image and then see what messages come up because they can be communicating with you through that as well wow that's great advice too of like the automatic writing because like you said if you do something and you you let it sit and then you look at it see what your intuition tells you almost like that telepathic communication like see what you feel about it and even just to go off of and to kind of wrap up on what you said like trust your intuition trust how how your body is responding to things um, and appreciate that you have more knowledge, I think, within you than society might want you to believe. Mm-hmm. And even with like the light codes, um, like let's say you draw a symbol or something and it means something to you one day. You can look back at it three months later and because you received that initial activation that awoke something in your DNA and your cellular memory, because you then automatically are are processing that or integrating that or learning about that or healing that because that process has already ensued if you were to look at that light code again three months down the line it's actually going to have a different meaning for you now because you're in a more activated or more healed state than the you three months prior to receiving that activation. So that's a really cool thing about light language. You can revisit it and get a whole new slew and layers of of healing from it and understanding from it because it is, right, those energy packets of information. Yeah. 
Wow. It's almost it almost sounds like it's like a key that opens a door. But every time you the door opens, there's something different behind it. Yeah, 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 sort of. That just reminded me of Alice in Wonderland, right? It's yeah. Like the, door, the door and then the door. It's yeah. Exactly Which sort wow. of brings us back to the mushrooms again, too. I know. Yeah, it's it's a never ending rabbit hole. And I could honestly like I could talk about this stuff like I could chew someone's ear off talking about this stuff. I sit here by myself and just like <laughs> film episodes about it. So I yeah, well, I'm so excited to have spoken with you and hear your story. And I want to give you a chance now to kind of like plug some of the stuff that you're doing. Um, if you're doing any kind of like sound baths, even your social media. So where can everybody find you? Yeah, so I'm mainly on Instagram right now. My website is probably going to be up like within the month or so. Um, that will be souldivewithme.com. S-O-U-L d-i-v-e with me.com um it's the same handle on instagram so it's soul dive with me and it's the same on tiktok um i'm currently doing sound baths i do light language healing energy sessions um and then i do um sort of more packages where um i can do the light language and then i give you channeled messages from the session um i can do just more oracle channeled reading sessions so that's going to be more of like a tarot reading except I really just do like an energy scan I get most of my messages just from um reading the energy and then maybe I'll pull a couple of cards and then I do have dolphin moves which is more of a movement session very very simple nothing crazy or uh strenuous um you pretty much like be laying there and like move your head left and right and I'll I'll guide you um and that is that brain repatterning that I sort of spoke about um and that alleviates body pain, um, stress, um, but it really, it teaches the body to um, move in energy efficient ways. It's, it's, it's coming back to um, almost in the sense of like a higher timeline, a higher template. Um, you're coming back to how you should be operating your body. Wow. That sounds so cool. I would love to check that out. Oh yeah. 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 I love the movement stuff. It's really cool. I'd love to, um, to uh hold a class or do something like that maybe with someone else i i have a lot of ideas and things happening right now i'm i'm trying to put together a patreon as well um but a lot of these factors are sort of dependent on other things and i'm my focus right now is the website so yeah for now um catch me on instagram the website should be up in a couple of weeks um and yeah more more events coming down the line i'd like to put together retreats but i gotta gotta chug away one step at a time for now yeah <laughs> i feel you it's like you want to do all the things at once all the things yeah. the problem is i'm like such a visionary i'm like i got this idea and this idea and i'm gonna do this yeah and i want to collaborate with this person and i'm like okay you can't do it all at once gotta i'm the same way it's like yeah (laughs) it's okay though it's a good it's a good problem it is it's it's a good problem to have but at the same time it's like i cannot do like 85 million things at once like i gotta just pick one and like focus on it 100 percent. hey i need accountability buddies so if you need and be like hey i need to get this done this week i'm happy to be that person for you and maybe you can help me yeah (laughs) same to you Yeah, it's I for me, one of the lessons, honestly, for me this year has been the discipline structure, structure, Saturn. Well, I mean, like I'm sort of on the end of my Saturn. I was going to say, are you in your Saturn return now or? Yeah, yeah. Not retrograde return. Exactly. Yeah, Um, yeah, I'm 30. Hmm. So um, I am on the tail end of it. Um, I think I passed the peak of it uh, six months ago or so. But 
yeah, it really it is a call to shift everything. So it definitely has shifted everything. Um, but one of the lessons for me is definitely like discipline, write things down, create lists. Yeah. It's, it's important. It's hard, you know, like, and I, I think, and I'm sorry, I know we're like wrapping up here, but I think even as like spiritual people, like sometimes there's this tendency to like be all in the spiritual world, but it's really good to remember that we are still living the human experience you know and that's yeah. where that structure comes into play like it, it can't just be all up in the stars all the time like they and they'll emphasize that like your galactic family will be like no like you need to pay attention to this or like you need to be okay with limitations like you have a physical body rest yeah <laughs> can't be up in the stars all day You're yeah <laughs> like as much as you want to go home to your pleiadian family like you're on earth like you're here for a reason yeah. It's a hard lesson for a lot of people. Like grounding is a really prominent theme more often than not. Like I've even seen on TikTok recently, people are like, oh, when are the aliens going to come and save us? When are they going to yeah. come and save us? No, stop. stop. You're, you're missing the point. Yeah. Right because they're also, all, they're already here, right? They're yeah. already here to mm -hmm. help us. But it, it's about being balanced. You have to be okay with your physical body. You have to be okay with the limitations. Consciousness is, is a mindset. You can be both. It's yeah. yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Haley. I yeah. know this has been a long time coming and I love talking about this stuff. So thank you for asking about it. Thank you for having me. I'm really appreciative.